0: Peace
1: be to you, brothers and sisters.
0: Let's continue
1: on in our series, The Master's
0: Design.
1: Today let's focus on the Master's Design for the parents.
0: In our
1: scripture, can be found in Ephesians chapter
0: 6, verse
1: 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. The fathers are the head of the family. So that's why the Bible addressed the fathers. But if you are to look at the context of the whole passage, it talks to the parents as a whole the way the children grows up has a lot to do is completely dependent on how they were raised up by their parents if there are problems with the children then we as parents have partly respons- uh, we are partly responsible for it I'm not saying this to put pressure on the parents but we need to be bravely take hold of our responsibility. So one day when we face God, we will not be lacking in our conscience Towards the Lord. We often hear the saying, like father, like son. But the Bible tells us differently. Not just because you have a good father will necessarily mean that you have a good son. Or if you have a wicked father, doesn't necessarily mean that they will have wicked children. Just like Samuel. He was one of the judges of Israel and he was also the high priest. And he faithfully and loyally served the Lord for for his whole life the sons of Samuel did not follow the footsteps of Samuel and he lived a very wicked life so we cannot say it's like father like son just, just because the father is good doesn't mean the children will be good but there's an opposite just like King Ammon
0: he was the
1: king of Israel who did not fear God he did not revere God, and he worshipped idols. But we don't, we uh, we cannot think about it.
0: It's something uh,
1: really surprising happened because his son King Josiah was one of the best king of Israel. He was not a good father, but his son was a very good son. That's why we as parents have are facing a great challenge. Even though we try our best, we give our best, it will not necessarily produce the, uh, the effect that we want. But we, as parents, we need to do our best to live according to the design that God has for us, as parents. And we put to God's hand the result. And we ask ourselves, what is God's design for parents? Parents represent God in bringing up children in the, in the training and instruction of the Lord. We do our best. But we also entrust our children into the hands of the Lord. May the Lord help us. The Bible is quite clear. We uh, we should not do this, but we have to do the other things. What are the things we shouldn't be doing? Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. This is a principle. Each children is unique. We as parents cannot use one method to teach all of the children. But the principle behind the way we raise them up remains the same don't do this but you have to do that instead do not exasperate your children bring them up uh, instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord so we cannot change the main principle behind it. the methods may be different there are parents who want their children to become independent so they push their children to do everything by themselves. And they refuse to be involved. But there are parents who are opposite. They are very protective of their children. And they would love to do things for their children. Let me ask you, which one of these methods is the one that's correct and which one is wrong? In fact, there's there's no right and there's no wrong here. Because each child's personality is different. There are children who are born very mature. And they are from, from early age, they become very independent. So as parents, we have to let go earlier. We shouldn't overprotect them. And if, because if we don't do that then the child, the child will feel that we don't trust them but there are children there are child who, there are ch- uh, child who are, who's opposite from this and they have this sense of dependency so, that's very strong so that's why the parents have to slowly let go. They cannot let go too quickly. Because if you let go too quickly and you refuse to get involved, they will be afraid. They will lose their sense of security. So let's look at this. So, as parents, we have to use different methods in raising our children. But the principle should never change. We shouldn't, but we should do the other things. In the midst of this, uh, in inside this principle, there are three methods I would like to point out. The first one, We need to initiate and nurture a good relationship with our children. The Bible tells us that we should not exasperate our children. What does
0: this mean? to
1: exasperate our children means to discipline and rebuke excessively and abusively. It's too much Probably in our actions or in the way we speak with them. Look at proverbs 15 verse 1. King Solomon tells us a gentle answer turns away wrath, but the harsh words stir up, stirs up anger.
0: This
1: is something that we parents should take note of.
0: Especially
1: for the fathers. Because most of the time it's the father who has a bad temper. So that's why we need to take control of our temper. We should not be excessive nor abusive in, in disciplining our children but instead we should nurture a good relationship with our children I'm not saying that we should not discipline our children because the Bible clearly tells us those a God will discipline those whom he loves we love our children we discipline our children have we ever seen a good uh, parent who does not uh, who does not discipline their children but the most important point
0: here is
1: but we need to have this Uh, life life relationship with our children that's of high quality. It's a long-term relationship, not just for the short term. Today's education is quite advanced.
0: There
1: are a lot of uh, educational experts who have given given us a lot of data from their research. And they will show, uh, sh- share with us uh, precious experiences
0: That
1: we can consider for ourselves Just like this
0: can can consider you can
1: From five years old and below, the parents must establish a close relationship with their children. Teach their children self-control. During this time, they must not allow their children to become a spoiled brat. (laughs) So uh, right now, I'd like to remind those who are grandparents here. Do not spoil your grandchildren. Remember. To discipline the grandchildren, it's not your responsibility. It's the responsibility of the parents. Your responsibility is to love them, is to care for them. never spoil them. for those who are six to twelve years old,
0: environment.
1: Parents should build a happy and safe environment for their children and spend more time with their children. The <laughs> question. When it's vacation time for children, bring your children out for vacation. Whether you travel abroad or travel locally. But the most important point here is to spend time with their children. For children aged
0: 13 to 20,
1: Parents must start becoming their children's friends, respect their opinion, and get to know their thoughts more. So, our status as parents changed or will or transform through time. No, we are no longer just parents. We can start becoming their
0: friends.
1: What about when our children become 21 years old
0: and, and above?
1: Our role as parents should change we must become their friends, their mentors, their support system and give encouragement to
0: them.
1: You know, as Orientals or as Asians, the thing that we lack most is giving encouragement. We really don't know how to encourage our children. What do you mean when we say encourage? I'd like to give you a definition. To encourage means to bring our, uh, our children or the, the people hope, courage, and self confidence. That's why we need to continually encourage our children that they will have hope in their life, that they will have courage to face the difficulties, that they will have self confidence.
0: But on the
1: opposite side, most of us are quite negative when we speak to our children.
0: Especially
1: when the children voice out opposing opinions from
0: ours. And
1: probably our initial reaction would be, am I wrong? Did I say anything wrong? But may the Lord help us. My 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 own father had departed this from this world for more than fifteen years. In my own impression one-on-
0: a man-to-man talk
1: I have never spent one-on-one man-to-man talk with my father <laughs> so when I became a father one talk I didn't know how to have one-on-one talk with my children <laughs> it wasn't until we have this discipleship training in our church get a one-on-one association time that we have this one-on-one association time in our disciples that's when I learned and and trained myself for one-on-one conversation and I spoke with my children uh, one one at a time and it's my hope that I can establish a closer relationship with them. One time I've read this very beautiful article. How to have a heart-to-heart talk with our children. And I really love how the author of that article pointed out four very meaningful steps. The first standing as you talk to your children.
0: But what you,
1: what you can see is the head of your children.
0: Because
1: you're tall. So you only see his head. You're very tall. So what do you, uh, what are you portraying here? That you will not understand him. That's why they would look at their father as somebody who's only a very authoritative. So he, so he will stand there sternly talking, uh, talk to them
0: and he
1: talk to them. A a second, you need to bend down to talk to your children. when you bend down, what do you see? expression. You will see his face and his expression because this projects concern. And the child will feel that you are a loving parent. This is the second method. About the third, When uh, when you are seated while talking to your children, you will see the eyes of your child. And
0: this
1: portrays Appreciation and concern.
0: And they, and,
1: and they will see you as a parent who's full of wisdom. And the last one, <laughs> when you lie down and talk to your child, so both of you are lying down while speaking to each other,
0: you would
1: find your child in a very relaxed mood. And you would portray or project that, uh, your love to your child. And they will see and feel you as a loving and caring parent. And I found these steps to be very meaningful. So the Lord help us. Use more time to kneel down. To sit down and to lie down with your children. Maybe in the past we have failed to do this. But from this day on, let's establish and nurture a quality relationship with our
0: children.
1: That's the first principle. How about a second? Rely on the Lord to be your, child, your children's leader and role model. The first, As parents, we should become our children's leader. What does leader mean? It's quite simple. The people who stand before us Uh, leading us are our leaders.
0: You know,
1: being a leader doesn't mean you're a perfect person.
0: But the
1: leader is somebody who's willing to grab hold and take upon himself the responsibility.
0: We know
1: that being a leader uh, or in the position of leadership is very difficult.
0: There's
1: no leader in this world that's not being criticized by other people. Just look at this. Have you ever seen a president in the world that has never been criticized? Whether it's a president of the United States, or China, or the Philippines as long as you are the president, for sure there will be people criticizing you.
0: There's this
1: theologian who uh, made this statement, and he found it to be very interesting. And
0: he said, what is a leader?
1: He said, what is a leader? He used an illustration. You know what leadership is like? Just like a person going into a cave. And it's very dark in the cave. There might be a a small sliver of light inside. So as you stand inside
0: that cave. And you
1: would find that, uh, you would realize that it's full of snakes inside that cave so you cannot move too fast inside that cave. Because if you um, uh, move too fast, you might be bitten by the snake.
0: But,
1: But you cannot just stand there and not move. (laughs) Because if you just stand there without moving, sooner or later, the, the snakes will reach you and they'll bite you. That's the leader. If you don't want to do it, People will castigate
0: you.
1: But if you do things too quickly, people will still criticize you. That's what leadership is. You get criticized whether you do things or you don't do things. So we know that being a leader is not easy. You know in the Chinese, leader, leader,
0: there
1: are two uh, words, characters for Chinese, and there are two meanings there. The first character Ling, it refers to the shirt's collar.
0: But the
1: second character is Shoe, it refers to the shirt's sleeve. What does a Ling Shoe or leader mean?
0: It's
1: your collar and your sleeve.
0: What does
1: this mean?
0: These
1: two areas. are the two areas in our shirt that's easily soiled. Because it's exposed. So that's why being a leader is not easy. It's, it's uh, no surprise that you'll be criticized. As parents, we become the children's leader. So later, and sooner or later we will be criticized by our children maybe it's something that we truly did wrong or it could be our children just simply misunderstood us so please remember problems will surely come but there should be somebody in the family willing to stand up and say I will be the leader we cannot And we cannot push away or push aside our responsibility. So So, I'm saying, if there are problems with our children, it becomes uh, the problems of the parents. We as parents are the leaders, that's why we have responsibility. It's very simple.
0: If there's
1: a big problem that the Philippines will be facing, who's responsible for it? Our president, if there should be a big problem in our church, who has to take responsibility? The senior pastor is responsible for it. Because he's the leader. But we as parents should become the leader of our children. Naturally. We should become good leaders. So number two. Number two, we should become our children's role model example a model so that they can follow our example nanta kadot sayala all of us know
0: kinasi toy nanigecyo example haksibela
1: Children always learn from what they see and what they saw from us. They will not merely believe in what are the things we were saying to them. They'll believe what their eyes have seen. So may the Lord help us.
0: Of course,
1: when we speak about being a role model, we feel pressure. we feel like we need to be somebody who's perfect but in reality that's not the case we will commit mistakes but what is a good role
0: model? even though
1: I fail I will confess and admit my own failures good model. That's becoming a good role model so, so,
0: so good. That's why
1: the Bible tell, uh, tells us this very beautiful statement <laughs> In James 5 verse 16 the so, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There are times we will make something, we will commit a mistake. We need to confess to each other that we have to pray for each other. This is, good, good model. this is becoming a good role model. So as children, they will learn that they have to confess and admit their own faults. You know, as I was preparing this message, I specifically asked my three children in the past many years, what are the things you have learned from me as your father? if I left a good example for you to learn
0: from or
1: or have you seen errors in my life that I need to improve upon and these are some of the responses that I got from my children this is one of them that I appreciate you for living a life of integrity you do what you promise and you promise what you do you also never cheat people of the church or the church of its time, resources and anything else. You are a good manager of your time and resources. So I learned that you are the most from you the most uh, living a life of integrity.
0: life
1: of integrity.: So they have, a, they have learned from me how to live a life of integrity.) That they have never saw me cheat people or the church of anything.
0: <laughs> that I
1: have become a good manager, steward of God's time and resources. <laughs> and what are the things that I need to improve upon? I think I said before, what you need to work more on, on is being more proactive in communication. But I think lately you have been doing very well here. Uh, ever since we had our talk on it. <laughs> And they want me to become more proactive in communicating with others. This is one area in my life that I need to improve upon. This is another response that I got. What I admire, service, always ready to serve the family wherever, wherever, whenever you can. The little things, preparing food on the, on the table, making us coffee, cooking, buying us food, assembling and installing our things, driving, and the list goes on appreciate your love through acts of service second is generosity always willing to give and help others in need with no expectations of them paying back very missional heart and of course always buying and giving us things that we love and need if food sometimes too much <laughs> They love my acts of service towards my family.
0: Whether
1: that act of service is a small thing or a big thing.
0: They
1: love my generosity. They've seen me willing and uh, seen my willingness to help people who are in need. And I have no expectation for them to pay me back. And what are uh, what's one thing I need to improve on? Lack of vulnerability and communication. I think generally because I am an extrovert and I talk more. I get to talk to you more than um, more than my two siblings, but mostly because I talk a lot. But there is a lack of initiating conversation or anything or asking about us, our day, and also being vulnerable, sharing your thoughts and feelings growing up. But for sure, there has been a lots. Uh, there's been lots of improvements since then. <laughs>
0: They
1: wish me to communicate more and to express more and to share more my thoughts and my feelings towards them. And this is the last one that I've learned what I admire, availability. Despite being busy with work and other commitments, you always make time for family, especially when it comes to the small errands. When we have requests, you always uh, you are always readily available.
0: That they, they, uh,
1: this child truly admire my availability. That I'm always being uh, available for them, giving my time to them when they need it the most. And where, what areas do I need to improve on? Communication. Growing up, you have always been a silent, reserved man who is rarely emotionally transparent with us. And since I take after you and not mom, it's especially difficult for me to reach out to you at times when I'm, I was struggling. Although compared to before, you have improved a lot already,
0: so again, my, my, this uh,
1: third child tell, uh, told me that I need to improve on my communication. I have to become more transparent when I speak with her.
0: Or now, him.
1: So after seeing the comments of my three children
0: and
1: I've learned that I have good points from their, from for their to, for their, them to learn from and I have my own weaknesses from which I need to improve upon so may the Lord help us we need to rely on the Lord's strength and his grace to become a good role model for our children so as for the parents who are here
0: if you are truly willing,
1: you can also do what I did, which is to speak to the children, ask the children, as fathers or mothers, what areas uh, am I good, at, or what areas do I need to improve on?
0: As
1: we see their response,
0: and
1: you would notice areas in your life that you need to improve upon.
0: That
1: you would seek improvement in your life. May the Lord help you. We have to do our best to become the good the role model, the perfect role model for our children. And the last point. We need to support and help our children grow spiritually. There are two very important responsibilities here. The first, the parents' first responsibility is to lead their children to salvation. You know salvation is not hereditary. The parents may be Christians kina most si kidodo and the children are not necessarily christians
0: because
1: christians do not give birth to christians
0: kidodo si
1: christians will give birth to sinners
0: so i must get kina get born again that's
1: why each child has to go through the process of being born again to achieve salvation they need to repent and confess and accept Christ as their own personal savior in 2 Timothy verse 1 Uh, chapter
0: 1 verse 5 Paul was uh, speaking to Timothy
1: I'm reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Louise and in your own mother Eunice and I, per, am persuaded, now lives in you. Also. Paul was saying to Timothy, Right now I've seen in you a sincere faith. Uh, Where did this sincere faith come
0: from? It's
1: something that you have learned from your grandmother Louise and your, mother, your own mother Eunice. What does this mean? Was is it because uh your faith or your salvation is, is uh, inherited? No. No. It's not talking about our salvation, but talks about our belief. Paul was saying, said, Timothy, your faith is true.
0: Because your faith is true.
1: Because you got your faith from your mother, who in turn got it from her own mother, Louise. This is true faith or sincere
0: faith. And because
1: of the faith of his own grandmother, his own mother, it it influenced Timothy to seek out his own uh, faith. So as parents, it's very difficult when you have a hypocritical faith because uh, our children can see it inside a church everybody will praise you for your spirituality and for how you love the Lord but you're a completely different person at home this is called being a hypocrite You can deceive all the people inside a church. You can also deceive your pastor. Because I can be deceived by you. You will see this person serving and being very pious inside a church. But you would notice one thing. That his life outside the church is not so good. <laughs> that is what we call hypocritical faith. <laughs> and that kind of faith will not attract the children. To follow your example. But Paul said, Thank God.
0: Timothy,
1: your faith is sincere
0: because
1: you have witnessed your
0: example. You have seen
1: your maternal grandmother and your own mother.
0: So, as parents, the
1: very first. Uh, and most important spiritual uh,
0: spiritual responsibility
1: is to bring each of our children into the saving grace of the Lord that we use our own faith to make it attractive for them to believe in the Lord. think about this for example you have this mother who has 19 children you can just imagine how busy her life would be. Maybe they would have one or two household help at home to help.
0: Her. Imagine
1: you have 19 children. You would be very busy. But in history, it's truly a mother with 19 children. Imagine And each one of those 19 uh, children Became true Christians Because that mother No matter how busy she was Every day She would call out one of the children Each day to speak uh, personally with them About the Lord
0: and
1: she would do that every day with one child that it will, that it will be very clear to the child uh to each child the saving grace of the lord Maybe some of you would have already guessed whom I'm referring to. I'm talking about Susanna Wesley. This person had nineteen children. 19, all nineteen of them were truly uh were truly saved in their faith and among, uh, two among them are world famous uh, of preachers. Uh, they are John and Charles Wesley. We thank God. So may the Lord help us.
0: We not say, I'm
1: too busy in bringing my child to the Lord, just leave that responsibility to the I'll just leave that responsibility to the church. How many ch- uh, child has the Lord given you? Not one of them should be left behind. Bring each one of them into the Lord. The
0: second to, uh,
1: our second responsibility as parents is to lead our children to practice godliness.
0: Look at 1 Timothy 4, verses 7 and
1: 8. Have nothing to do with godless myth and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Paul had reminded Timothy of the second thing you have to practice godliness. What do we mean when we say godliness? To be godly uh, when we say about uh, when we talk about godliness is to be like god. We are created according to the image of God, God, then we need to live out that image in our life. We have to be like God. We need to be godly the way we live. When we bring our children to the saving knowledge of the Lord, remember,
0: during
1: that time, your child was only uh, a, a spiritual baby. You need to help and nurture that uh, spiritual baby to become mature, growing uh, spiritual adult. That, that your child will practice godliness and will be like God. You know, as parents, we all of us have this desire. To hope that it's, uh, as Chinese, we hope that our son will be like a dragon and our daughter will be like a phoenix. To be somebody who's very
0: successful, oh, to
1: praised yeah. by all, everyone.
0: So uh, it's say
1: there are a lot of tiger moms and tiger dad in this world we have seen of parents bringing their children to tutorial centers uh, because their Chinese is not good they br- bring them to for Chinese
0: lessons
1: English is, uh, their English is not up to par we bring them to English tutorials
0: uh, they
1: are not good in math we bring them to math remedial classes
0: uh, and
1: we love for them to learn musical instruments
0: it's good very good very good huh?
1: I, I feel it's good there's nothing wrong with the But Let me ask
0: you
1: Have you ever seen a parent say that my children is lacking spiritually then I have to bring them to spiritual remedial classes think about it Your child's not very good in math
0: Oh this simji watch but
1: you're willing to take time to drive your child to a different place for them to learn more about man you find it to be very important but let me ask
0: you have
1: you seen parents who willingly will drive their their, their child or their children to the church to be involved in spiritual things they don't have time
0: we ask the
1: church van or the church vehicle to pick them up because we don't have time but if the church does not have a vehicle available (inaudible) then you don't have to go we find it strange (inaudible) but we are willing to drive them ourselves to have their academic tutorials but not to the church and you are sending this very clear message to your child. It's not a priority, nor is it important for me to be in church. It's only when, when I have time, then I go. It's only when it's convenient for me to go, then I'll go. If I don't have time, then I don't go. If it's not convenient, then I won't go. Then one day, as your child goes out to work, they'll have their own family. Okay, Let me tell you. Yeah, learn from your example. They will learn from your example. If they have time, they'll go. If they don't have time, they'll not go. It, they'll only go when it's convenient, but if it's not convenient for them, they'll not go.
0: Because
1: they don't find it to be a fine spiritual thing to be a priority for them. That's truly the case. No because we know that spiritual things are truly more important than the earthly things. Please remember, things that are unseen are more important than the things that we can't see. You see that I don't have much hair. Let me ask you, what's more important? Not having hair and not having a brain. Having the brain is much more important. There are a lot of things that we cannot see, but the value of those things are much more than the things that we can
0: see.
1: We fail to realize how much loss uh, that our children are suffering spiritually.
0: I've
1: been a pastor for 30 plus years. I've seen this kind of family
0: The
1: parents are not mindful of the spiritual life of their
0: children
1: we would encourage them time and again for the whole family to worship together, to serve the Lord together.
0: Keep the main thing, the main thing,
1: uh. We want them to keep the main thing, the main thing. But many times because of business, they will not come. <laughs> Probably in the span of the one year, they'll just come once or twice. Then what kind of value are we teaching our children? May the Lord help us <laughs> that we help our children that we have them to go through spiritual remedial. Classes, because it has value for both the present time and the time to come. May the Lord bless us. Again, I would like to reiterate that being a parent is not easy. It's not always like father likes. Just because the father is good doesn't mean your child will be good. But we do our best. Let's pray. Lord we entrust ourselves as parents into your hands this is not an easy task but this is a glorious task because we can for your kingdom raise up godly people. (coughs) We know discipleship starts at home. That as good parents we will become good disciple maker.
0: That each child
1: not only would love you, would follow you, but they'll become godly in the way they live their lives. Lord, please help us we know the task is not easy. That's why we need to to rely on your grace and your strength, Lord. That we will truly become the good role model for
0: our
1: children. That even though we may fail, at times it will become, uh, we would rise up again for it uh, to be a learning experience for our own children. That our children, through our lives, we'll see and experience your love and your grace thank you Lord listen to our prayers this is how our, our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ amen, amen. amen. next week we'll let's look at our uh, master's design for being grandparents 11. let's meet again next week God bless, God bless.